What do you do when you've stopped believing in what you do? Hi, welcome to another episode of Business Mindset Mastery. My name's Heather Gray. I'm a mindset and performance coach for business owners, leaders, and entrepreneurs. And today we are diving into a question that we've all probably sat with at some point in time. Is this thing on? Is this thing working? What's the point of what I'm doing? At any point in time, when we're dreaming big, going outside our comfort zone, trying something new, at some point in time, we're going to lose faith in what we're doing, the purpose of it all, or the point. Sometimes that's about just a hobby you have, a volunteer thing you do, a way of giving back to the community. Sometimes it's going to be a passion project you've started inside your full-time job, or sometimes we're actually talking about the new business you're building. But at any point in time, you're going to have a moment of crisis where you start to wonder and worry that there's no point or purpose to what it is you've been doing, the thing you've been giving all your time to. That's where today's listener is. So let's just dive in and look at the question. Heather, if I put it plainly and simply, I've stopped believing in what I do. I've used my background in human resources to build a local side business. I run weekly leadership meetings for women who want to move into corporate management. My group has been meeting for six months now. Everyone likes one another, close relationships have been built, and they cannot stop singing my praises or thanking me. And yet, not one of them has done something different outside of the group. No one has asked for a performance review. No one has highlighted their own strengths or taken a risk by leading in a team meeting. I'm hearing all of the reasons why not, but they aren't changing. I'm making decent enough money from this, but this isn't what I signed on for. I wasn't looking to run a support group. I wanted to offer my insights into what executives look for in leaders and managers to help women climb the ranks. I wasn't looking to create a space for women to hang out or their bosses can't see them. How would you suggest I go about closing the group? Is two months enough notice? I don't want to drag this into my summer. Okay, take a deep breath. Before we go into closing the group, you absolutely get to decide you've built a business that doesn't light you up and you can close up shop and you could give two weeks notice if you wanted to. But that's actually, I don't think the question you really are asking me. You've stopped believing in what you do. What happens when we change it and we say, perhaps you've stopped believing in how you do things. You had a very specific goal to help corporate women climb the ladder. That's what you built this business on. That's what you built these workshops on and the mentorship opportunities. And that was your vision, your goal, your purpose. How have you gone about implementing that? How have you instilled accountability? How have you followed up with people? How have you guided them to a different ending of their story? I know this sounds like I'm blaming you, and I kind of am a little bit, but hang tight, hang with me on this. Because part of this, I think, and this is the trap I fell into when I was a therapist. I created all kinds of stories about myself 
about what a good therapist would do, what a good therapist never would do. And I burnt the F out from that business. I got to the point where like, and I always say this and people think I'm joking, but I got to the point in that business where I actively hated people because they liked me. They wanted to spend time with me, but they didn't want to change. And that was entirely on me. Because I had stories that I wasn't allowed to say that out loud, that a supportive therapist wouldn't reflect back for somebody that they're getting really good ideas, they're receiving feedback, but they're not doing anything with it. I thought the therapy police would come after me if I started holding people accountable. I am wondering how much your group knows of the observations you have shared with me here. Would they be surprised to know that you think they haven't made changes? And would you be surprised to know if you ask them what kind of changes they feel like they've experienced or insights they've gained to find out areas of growth that your group has offered them that you had no idea about? I think it can go both ways. But this requires an open and honest conversation with the group members. You've all been together for six months. You have close relationships. I am wondering how much of this you've said out loud or how much of this have you assumed that because they are coming for support, because they seem to like one another, that you don't want to disrupt the apple cart and have a hard conversation. But before you close this thing down, I would start to think about how could this be done differently so that it does light you up, so it does feed your passion, and so it does make a difference on the level that you want it to make a difference with. Now, this is what I ultimately did for myself, and when I tell you I did it a year and a half too late, you were ahead of the game, only six months in. But what I ended up doing is looking at my caseload, because I was working individually at the time, but you certainly could apply this to a group you know, a group method or a group model. But I looked at my caseload and I looked at the people who just were not showing up. And I had individual conversations one-on-one with them about what I was observing. Hey, you've been here for two years now. And in that time, we have met X number of times. You came to me complaining of X, Y, and Z symptoms. You were unhappy about A, B, and C. These are the things I've tried. These are the approaches I've offered. I'm wondering what's worked, what hasn't, and what you're simply not willing to try. And once I engaged in that conversation and we did that sort of process, I would come to a point where at the end of it, I would say, listen, I've done you and myself a disservice. The way we've been working, I'm glad that you like me. I'm glad that you find this supportive. I'm glad that in your one, you know, that this is one hour a week where you feel safe, secure, and supported. However, that's not the purpose of our time together. The purpose of our time together is to get you from struggling to not struggling, from hurting to not hurting, from unhappy to happy. And if we're not doing that, then we're not doing our jobs. So if you want to stay with me, I need you to know that I'm going to be holding increased accountability. I am going to expect you to try to do the things I'm suggesting. And then I'm going to ask you when you come back for the next session that you've done those things. And if you haven't, I'm going to send you away again. And I'm not going to book another session 
connection with you until you can tell me that you've tried it or if you didn't try it, why it didn't work or what you chose to do instead. Now, when I had that hard conversation, I think, my gosh, I think I had it like 27 to 30 times. Like I remember looking at the list and being like, this is a long list of hard conversations. I have to tell you, most people took the door. Most people decided they didn't want to continue with me. That isn't what they signed up for, that they really did just want a safe space where they could talk and vent and have somebody listen, and they weren't looking to disrupt their lives or make big changes. I wish I had known that two years before. I wish I knew I could have that hard conversation two years before. A lot of times when I go back to this, and you've heard me talk about it on the show already, when I look back on what I could have done, if I had had those conversations with people earlier, I might still be a therapist. I might still be like using my degree as it was intended to be used. And all of that, if I had been willing to say my truth, and to say it out loud unapologetically. That's actually my challenge for you. Even if you've decided you don't have any gas left in the tank, even if you've decided that you really are burnt out and you just want to close up shop and go back to just, you know, doing your full-time corporate gig, this is a conversation that's worthwhile having for yourself as a leader, for your own growth and your own personal development, but also for the growth and personal development of your group. Because a lot of times, and this is what I learned in my experience of doing this 25 30 times is people have no idea that they're in a rut. People do start to feel better with community, with the tribe, with close relationships. They don't even realize sometimes that they haven't actually made a change because they've added some light, they've added some joy, or they've added some relief to their week. So suddenly the things that hurt so bad bothered them so much don't, don't bother them as much. And it doesn't feel as, you know, sort of tight and direct of a pain point. Sometimes they need to see that reflected for them in order to decide what they want to do next. But if you were able to have this conversation with the group, to have some of your own thinking errors corrected, because if you haven't held accountability, your group may not know that they're supposed to be doing these things. They may just be thinking of your advice and your direction as a form of support and not a form of direction. So if you can talk to these women, and you should be able to because you've known them for six months, they seem to like you, but have an honest conversation of your observations, of what you're hearing. So it's specific, measurable, and observable for them. So you can't, you're not just saying, I feel like this thing isn't working, or I feel like this thing isn't on. But you can say in week two, we talked about this. In week three, we talked about that. Last month, we covered this. We've talked about this. And at the end of the day, when I look at your lives, I don't see anything different. I'm wondering what you guys think about that. And then I want you, and this is probably a piece that you should do before this conversation. So in offering you direction, I think I went a little bit out of order here, but hopefully you wouldn't just listen to the beginning of the podcast and then go off and talk to these women. You'll listen to the whole podcast so you can get a sense of the order. Before you have this conversation with women, 
You need to know what you want the group to be. You need to know, like, in your crystal clear, perfect version of how this thing goes, what it looks like, what the members do, how you perform in the group, and how you want it to be. And then in that conversation with those ladies, you lay it out and say, listen, I went awry. I took a left turn. I could see all of you were feeling super supported. I could see that we had a really good community. The attendance here has been on point. People have not dropped out of the group. You've all stayed together. And I I value that and I appreciate all of you for that. But going forward, here's my vision for the group. Here's what I would like to see happen next. I'm hoping you'll all still want to do this together, that you'll still want to rise up to the challenge, that you'll want to show up for yourselves and your lives and your professional careers. It's okay if your plan is different. It's okay if you want to go about this another way or if you've decided corporate leadership really isn't your thing, that you just needed more camaraderie and more discussion with other female corporate, you know, colleagues. I get that. And that's totally okay. No judgment here. But what I want to do and where my zone of genius is, is in building leaders. And I want to build all of you as leaders. If you're not looking for that, totally cool, totally fine. But that's what I'm here for. And if this isn't for you, then maybe what we do is as a group together, we say goodbye to the group that was for the next month, that we look on the lessons we learned, we appreciate the relationships we've had. We spend the next four weeks kind of going through that process. And then in week five is our new beginning, our reboot, and our fresh start. And this is what the group can look like. And I want your feedback. Those of you who are staying, you can be part of creating that vision with me and for me. And we will do this together. Whatever you choose is totally okay with me. That's how I think you need to manage this. I don't think you need to close up shop. You may be like I did was, right? <laughs> like when I had that conversation with people, I was already in the process of closing my brick and mortar. I was cutting down my caseload so that I could make room for my online business. I had already decided I was done, but I had been burnt out and miserable for longer than your six months here. And this seems to be a little bit to me like a beginner mistake or a new coach mistake. And if I can coach you to how to correct this, I still think you can implement your vision and dream for these women. And I think you have a valuable service. I think so many corporate women don't know the questions to ask, and a human resources skilled professional is the perfect person to know how they need to word things, how they need to present themselves, what the executive managers are looking for. You are offering a valuable, valuable service. I certainly hope you're charging your worth for it too, but that I don't think you need to give up on this yet. I don't think that the experience you're having is a sign that it's not working or that it's not a good idea. I just think you need to go about it differently to deliver on your message, on your goal, and on your personal vision. So this was super hard feedback to hear. Um, I'm sorry about that. I think sometimes that when we need to learn and when we need to grow, it has to hurt a little bit at first. And I have to tell you that it hurt me 
uh, when I realized this for myself, that I could have just gone back, done this differently. And if I hadn't been quarter past done for a year and a half, my whole business model might look different today. Like I just have to sit on that and accept that. So if you can do that in um, six months or less, again, you're ahead of the curve. I really do think you can move forward from this period of time, use it as a learning lesson build a stronger foundation going forward and get this thing going in a way that better meets your needs and your vision. Thanks so much for reaching out to me. I really enjoyed having this conversation with you today. If anybody else listening is struggling or you're stuck and you're in your own way, definitely reach out to me. Let me know how I can help and I'll get your question answered on a future podcast. Thanks so much for joining me today. You can always find me over at heather at choose to have it all.com. If you're getting value from this show, if you're finding it helpful, please do help me out, share it, let people know about it, and go head over to your podcast app, whichever app it is, and leave a review and a rating. It really does help get the word out about what I'm doing and how I'm serving. Thanks for joining me today. Bye for now.